Radio 95.9 FM. show started he was not prepared <laughs> <laughs> he had nothing else prepared because they're working him like a dog here fox sports radio not your home for the losers the boston red sox losers losers going streaking two losses in a row looking for the third straight loss tonight at 720 right here on WFX, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. That's the new promo right there. You run that for the Red Sox whenever you want. That's okay. Uh, Yankees streaking in the other direction, baby. Two wins and uh, currently currently up 11-3 over the Oakland Not-So-Athletics, which is very nice. I'm very excited about that. So, um, baseball starting to write. Everything's starting to go right where it belongs. Everything's starting to get back to what what reality is supposed to be. The Sox stink and the Yankees are good. That's what we needed. That's what we're looking for. Let's go. For New York sports fans. You know, for people who, you know, like good things, you know. I just imagine some, I don't want to say old school Fox Sports Radio listener, but they sit back and think, I thought I got away from those Yankee lovers, and here they are. <laughs> They've invaded. <laughs> you can have the station. What time does the pregame show start tonight? 620. You can have the station back at 620. Okay. All right. Actually, you probably have it back at five oh one, but and at this point, it is a it is a just pinstripe takeover, my friends. Um, the the way the Yankees are winning and and they're winning this game. They have not won this game. I'm not I'm not counting it as a win. I have seen far worse things happen than giving up an eleven three victory in the seventh inning. I have seen it. I don't want to see it again. I'm not calling on it. Okay. Knock on wood. Is there wood in here? Just hit that thing right there. Careful. That's our. Oh. Say, put the calls up. Careful. All right. I hit it. I don't oh, know what it That was our phone. Oh, was it? All right. Oh, you're well, all right. It's not like you're going to answer it anyway. Um, <laughs> and if you do, you hang up on people because you're mean now. Uh, but 11 3 right now, Yankees are up. You're getting the runs. The hits are happening. Uh, Volpe looks like he's coming alive with the bat. Judge being in the lineup appears to be that boost that you're looking for. He's two for three today. No RBIs, but he has also walked. Every time I see Judge, Stanton, or any of your prototypical, and there's nothing prototypical about those guys, but they're prototypical sluggers. Anytime I see them walk, and it's not like four intentional pitches, I'm almost as impressed about that as I am a home run at this point. Because the way modern baseball is, it's all launch angle and swing away. You know, swing away, Merrill. Like, it's if you don't do that, you didn't have a good at bat. But a walk's as good as a hit. Having a guy like Judge be selective makes my day. Happiness, good mood, good things are happening, Yankee fans. You had about a seven to ten day stretch there where everything needed to be freaked out about. Everybody was hurt, the bottom of the division. Let's not nitpick. Let's take this for what it is. It's the New York Yankees playing well during the week. Sure, the Oakland Athletics are terrible. Who who cares? Wins are wins. Nobody did until you just did that. Well, hang on. It, It could have been so much worse, and it's not. You know, we don't want to do the sky is falling, chicken little, all that stuff. Because Let's not make events that haven't happened They happen. are who we thought they were. That's right. They're horrendous, the Oakland A's. And who knows how much time they actually have left out in Oakland. If Rob Manfred's got to step up and say, you know what? 
Vegas, don't you still have the 51ers or whatever? We're going to play there for a while. This is going to be like a San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers situation. We'll throw you in a stadium because whatever stadium we're putting you in in 2024 is better than what's happening in 2023. Fine. We'll do that. But wins are wins. I hope the Raiders tell them no. I hope the Raiders tell I hope Allegiant Stadium. I hope the Death Star, the big Roomba in the desert. I hope they tell them no. I really, really do. Where they can't come? Well, just no, because a lot of people are joking that they're going to split a stadium again. That's, no, not the baseball field, the old school. Yeah, the, the Raiders were the last team in the NFL to actually have to play with an infield. That also would mean you'd most likely try to schedule your early season games for the Raiders to be away games, more home later, which that's not necessarily a terrible idea, simply because you know any of your trips, like they're going to play at Buffalo this year. The schedule comes out tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, full schedule. We'll have the tidbits that are out there for you coming up in a little bit. But you'd... You'd almost rather play away early and come back to Vegas with the dome and everything else when the weather starts to turn. That'll boost your offensive numbers a little bit. But, yeah, I I just, with everything that the A's did to the Raiders and did to the Raiders, okay, like, let's let's be clear. If you don't know the way the story goes down, the Raiders didn't want to leave Oakland. The Raiders go to the A's and say, do not sign a lease. We're working with a couple different investment companies. We're working with a couple different people at the city. You come in with us. We won't have to share a building anymore. We can use the land that's already here, and you'll have we'll have all the parking in between the two. You'll have your stadium on one side. We'll have our stadium on the other, like kitty corner each other, and we'll be able to work together. And the A's went, that sounds great, ran out of the room and signed a 10-year lease with the city of Oakland. Left the Raiders high and dry. Had nothing to do. That's why the Raiders were almost homeless for a little while. Because the Raiders were like, no, we're not going to come back to a place where sewage rains down from the locker rooms. We're not going to come back to a place that is, is one of the worst maintained arena stadiums in the entire world of sports. We're not going to do it. They go to Vegas. Mark Davis does not have the capital to make that move work, and somehow he did. Okay, and I don't know if you've seen Mark Davis – my my money is not on he just had some epiphany. He like he he probably had to go old school Al Davis like mobster mode and break somebody's kneecaps like to get that money. He might have had to sell his 1998 minivan, okay? He found where the water needed to be in Vegas, which was the big storyline for years. Oh, he God. figured it out. Fortinball. Oh, Freaking God. out. Never no. going to happen. They don't have enough water out there. Okay. You can't you can't ship it in. <laughs> you can't uh, you know, can't irrigate and do any of those things. But yeah, so like when the A's when the A's come knocking, like, hey, you, you mind if we crash on your couch for you know five to twenty years? Is that, hey, hey Raiders, hey, can we stay here? You mind if we, you mind if we stay here? I hope the Raiders go. Yeah, your rent is three times what we have to pay to make this place happen, and or no, bleep off. That's what I hope the answer is. The Oakland A's, the Athletics, whatever they're going by now, I've seen some viral memes of what they want to be called. I can't say those names on the air, but they're very funny with the graphics being changed, changing a few letters in those first few <laughs> letters. Yeah, you figured it out. <laughs> this donkey, is, donkey gaps, yeah, we'll call them. You got it. The kids might be driving home from school, so it'll be nice there. The, Why are the, kids driving? You're not old enough to drive. Pull over. This is them. This is the worst professional sports franchise going right now if we made a power ranking the a's are at the bottom everybody every sport hockey the Have nfl the basketball empire oh, i'm sorry what we'll say the four major sports i was joking the, I love the, <laughs> the a's are at the bottom and this is the end of it 
from management. You know, I've told the story before about media where the A's thought they were cool when they left the station out in Oakland. And they said, see ya. You guys didn't care about ah, us. Yeah. They left that day and put out a viral video. And viral for them. And then they realized nobody in Oakland wanted them. So then they had to put their tail between their legs and put it on their own website. They've been doing stuff like this forever. They're a terrible organization. They're eventually going to be moving. And this, the 2023 A's team, is the worst of the worst. Yankees are winning games. That's all that matters. W's in the standings. That's it. They're beating them up today. They're going to continue to chip away at the lead in the AL East. Thank you, Oakland, for being on the schedule right when the New York Yankees needed it. And and you want you want to win, but you want to dominate, right? You, you like if you're just squeaking out W's, it's not the same. So you seven two ten five currently have eleven three in the top of the eighth. You know, keep this thing rolling, get the mo turning, and then you got your uh, you got you got a little little uh, little rise in competition coming to town, kids. Who's that? Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. No longer the double A's. Uh, definitely becoming like a true rival too, the Randy Rays Arena stuff, all that stuff. Like it's the the Rays are becoming like a legit rival. Like there's always been kind of a big brother, little brother thing. Actually, more of a big league, minor league thing. Because for the longest time, what realistically talking, what five to six years ago is when the Rays became a real, real the like year in and year out threat. They'd have they'd pop up here, they'd pop you know, then they go away or whatever. But for the most part. It seemed like the Rays were here to develop players so that teams like the Yankees could have them later. And now they're the team to beat in baseball. It feels like it's more college than pro when this stuff happens. When you play a weaker opponent before a bigger opponent that you might play to that team's level. The most overused thing is, especially in college football, we hear it all the time, the trap game. Oh, Ohio State's getting ready for Michigan next week, but before that they get Purdue. Uh-oh, uh, USC's got UCLA, but look out for Oregon State. We see that happen all the time. When it gets to the professional level, it doesn't feel like it has that same take of we're going to play a lesser team before a big game just because the competition is so tight at the professional level. I don't think this series will affect the Tampa series. It's not as if the A's, all those times I wonder, if they're throwing underhand they're in the wrong batter's box. They're picking dandelions in the It hasn't gotten that bad in Oakland. And I see Levesque's head go up thinking, is there a dandelion out there actually? Wait a second. Let me double check just, out there in well, the field for those guys. I, just, I, I had like a pain <laughs> flashback to when I like I helped coach my kids' t-ball team. And like all the little kids are out there like, yeah, pick, there's girls picking flowers, making sand hills in between the bases. <laughs> and then you see like somebody actually get a piece of a ball and it's moving towards them. And now, you know, you don't have – you don't have the angle to save the kid by picking the kid up and getting the kid out of the way. You have the angle to take the softball off the shin. That's the only way. And uh, yeah, that, that, that would happen. Like, you know, and you know who you are, little child. No, <laughs> Tampa style is far different than Oakland's. They care about who's going out there. They Everything's win. figured out exactly right. The management Oakland wanted to be Tampa and believe it or not, way back when actually Oakland was Tampa. In the early 2000s, they were the small market team that was finding prospects that would work for a system that they could build to become contenders. Now, that's the wonderful story that was turned into a movie with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill and Oscar nominated. It went over at the Academy Awards that year. It's also interesting to note that that Oakland athletic team may have been one of the most juiced teams in baseball history with the Giambi cover. Remember that on Sports Illustrated where Giambi, Jason Giambi had so much steroids in his system, his eyes were bulging out of his head. 
But we, we leave that part out in Moneyball, okay. you know? Put Scott Hatterberg in the movie. <laughs> That's why Oakland was good. Now, 20 years later, we can say, hey, wasn't Oakland good at one point? Everybody was juiced. More so, that and that Texas Ranger team with Conseco, Pudge Rodriguez, and Juan Gonzalez. Those are about the top I two think, most juiced teams ever. I think you, uh, you owe Giambi a bit of an apology. Jason Giambi? For what? Because we all know that it wasn't steroids. It was a golden thong. All right. He had a performance-enhancing <laughs> right. golden thumb. Jeter just spoke about it the other day on, like, not the other day, but it was like a month ago, I think, or whatever, on some show. Like, like somebody asked him, like, hey, did you did you wear another dude's underwear? And he's like, well, hold on, hold on. And they never, like, said who it was or anything. And I'm just sitting there yelling. Like, I, I see, like, comments going, who was that? What? I'm like, you don't know the Jason Giambi golden thong story? Whenever a player was in a slump, they would wear the thong, and it would they'd break their slump. They'd start hitting. I'm sure Jeremy Giambi is needed to be thanked by Yankee fans for not sliding on Jeter's toss in that series. And, of course, not having a replay back then. It would have been interesting. Because he was wearing, you know, a pink a pink thong. Right. It's, you know, it, wasn't, it was tighter. It wasn't as comfortable. The golden thong <laughs> is the – that should be the award. Like, we should give out golden thongs here. Here it Yeah. Every time, for all the best callers, <laughs> for all the best, like, things, you, you know, you have won a golden thong. And we get, like, a golden thong on a, on a trophy stand. <laughs> All right, this February, we'll do it. Instead of the, the Oscars, instead of the Academy Awards. Instead of the Gazis, we'll do the Golden Thongs. That's right. We had the Gazis, and then COVID happened. The best supporters of the show get the Golden Thong. All right. That's it. That's now, again, it's going to be a trophy, not a worn. I mean, what? We got to see where it goes. Okay. You know, I'm, far be it for me to tell, because I'm not paying for this, far be it for me to tell the bosses what they got to buy. You know? Still waiting on those glizzies, huh? <laughs> I've given up on those. I'm giving up. I I had a hot dog the other day, and uh, Glizzy, it's called. No, it's not. I refuse. I refuse. Okay, I just can't do it. I, I tried. I tried to let it like become part of my vocabulary. It's just not. It just seems so stupid. Like, why are we renaming hot dog? Like, is it is it, like? Did somebody at ballpark go? You know, the dog part really gives us a negative connotation. Could we come up with a new name? And somebody's like Glizzy. Well, we don't have anything else. <laughs> like, like, what, like, how's it? Like, hot, they're hot dogs, okay? Yes, yes. Right. Mickey, Mickey sings a song about them, okay? Mickey Mouse going to Disney soon. Um, and like, little Ben in the office, the one that Antonio said the terrible things about, just starts going, "What are you eating?" I'm like, I just grabbed a hot dog. What is it? I'm like, it's a hot dog. He goes, "But what do you call it?" I'm like, "Are you really gonna reference something that dude?" <laughs> That dude put on Twitter. We're gonna. That's where we're going. You're gonna reference something he wrote on Twitter. Do you want me to reference something he wrote on Twitter? Huh? Huh, buddy? Yeah. Little little trash talker. Guy gets promoted. He's now running social media for the uh, Orlando Predators. And all of a sudden, he's like trying to make glizzy jokes to me. Like his graphic looked great. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm very happy he got the gig with the Orlando Predators. Very cool. I'm waiting for my graphic. What, what do you need a graphic for? I texted him about two weeks ago, remember? Hey, man, love your stuff. Looking to see if you might be able to help us out with this. Oh, awesome, guys. Happy to hear from you all as well. How much do you pay him? I mean, we haven't talked about payment. Ah. Payment. See, let, me, let, me just, let me just be very okay. clear to you. All right. Little Benny's a nice guy. He ain't stupid, okay? Little Benny Little Benny smells dollar bills, okay? Little Benny's over there going, you want, you want a graphic, huh? I want a greenback, and I want a bunch of them. 
So Benny Big Bucks. It used to be Benny Wednesday. Now it's yep. Benny Big Bucks. Benny okay. Ice. All right, Benny that ice is now for diamonds. Okay. That's what it is right there. Right. Uh, it is uh, Levan Gaz. The Yankees continue to win. The A's are just, they're just not good. They just cannot get out of this inning. It's bad. Like, it, Judge hit one right to a guy. Dropped it. Judge is on first. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's it's not good. A's fans, it's not good. It's not good for you. I don't know how many are you around here, but it's like a melting pot of fan bases here, though. So, who knows? Maybe there's some here. Uh, coming up. We do know some of the NFL upcoming season. If you're somebody who doesn't want to know what they are before the, the special announcement show tomorrow night on the NFL Network, you're going to uh, you're, well, still listen because we're going to make fun of things. But that's coming up next. Right now I want to tell you how I sleep through the night, my friends. I've, I've got this bounce in my step, this pep, this energy that you can only get after a good night's sleep, and that is because of my friends at the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa, Dr. Fred Dreher and the team are amazing 518-885-6185 to tell you how good this mouthpiece works so my daughter and her boyfriend and a bunch of our friends were all going like we're all going to stay like right there at the park the whole nine my daughter we don't leave till sunday my daughter started reminding me yesterday to make sure i pack my mouthpiece to keep my snoring under control yesterday on a tuesday she began to remind me for a trip on a sunday (laughs) dad don't forget your integrative sleep center mouthpiece that keeps your snoring under control and I was like, oh, she wants to make sure I sleep. She said, no, I want to make sure I sleep. And everyone on the floor sleeps. <laughs> she goes, I don't want Mickey to be tired the next day. Wherever he he sleeps in the Magic Kingdom. I'm afraid you're going to keep him up. It, that's how good this, this mouthpiece works. The snoring, like I can tell you all the things it does for me, but realistically, it helps everyone around me sleep because my snoring is under control. If you're sick of hearing people complain about your snoring, 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. They're helping me sleep better. They'll help you sleep better, too. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Right now, during Staples' free tech take-back, rewards members get $10 back in Staples Rewards when they recycle their tech. Ends June 3rd. Limit one reward per month. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash recycling for details. Cut the cord on your old tech and recycle it at Staples. Is your check engine light on? Let our professional parts people scan and diagnose the problem for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Haley, quote, Navage is the best thing I bought. I love it. My nose feels so clear now and I can breathe. I've been struggling with a stuffy nose for weeks. I bought Navage and it's amazing. Or this one. I use Navaj every night, could not imagine life without it. I have five cats, and before I found Navaj, I was a clogged mess. Now I breathe so much better, unquote. Those are two of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navaj, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. 
cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Fox Sports 980, now on 95.9 FM. It's, it's funny, like, a lot of times what I'll get is um, when people find out I'm a Raiders fan, it's always like, how how did that happen? Like, how – I also know Cantera. How did you become a uh, – um, why, why is Cantera every show getting astray? That poor guy. He's been nothing but good to us. But, what, we're eight shows in our new format, and Cantera's been referenced and imitated eight for eight now. I feel for him. He's my favorite person in this building. That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, no, so it's, I'm sitting here, I'm just just firing away at the A's. My buddy Frank, who's been helping me a couple things, he's been like texting me some info and help me work on some stuff and everything. And a couple back and forth earlier today, I'm like, Hey, thanks. You know, whatever. And all of a sudden I don't know where I just see, I'm an A's fan, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Frank. Sorry, Frank. But thank you for listening, Frank. (laughs) <laughs> I know three Ace fans, and uh, you know all three. I don't know Frank as well. We know Sean Martin, local writer here, no, sports never writer. Never heard of him. Fellow Raider fan. Yeah, he's, nobody's perfect. And Matt Verderam, now of Sports Illustrated, is allegedly an Ace fan. Verderam's an Ace fan? Yeah. Well, because they were originally at Kansas City Athletics. I don't, I don't think That's that has, way back. I don't think that has to do with anything. I think what was, would make him become an A's fan? I'm he's gu- a Chiefs fan, too. I'm guessing he probably enjoyed those A's teams when they battled the Yankees and enjoyed all the home runs and steroids. He might join us next week, by the way. Can we? We should do that. Like We should have people just start letting us know their, their, random, their random fandoms. We should call it random fandom. Huh? Ooh, Look random fandom. Um, because, like again, like the Raiders thing, mine's a, if you— if you care, when I was when I was four, the Raiders beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, they were the first wild card team to ever win the Super Bowl. Growing up, like all I wanted was my dad to talk sports with me, and all my dad wanted was for me to shut up while he was watching sports, which I understand now. Um, <laughs> look how that worked out for you, pops. Now I'm getting paid to do this stuff, not well, but I'm getting paid. Um, Take that, dad. Ha ha. Go, I'm gonna go over to Memory Gardens and tell you all about it. No, did that get dark? Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's fun to watch guys get uncomfortable. <laughs> but like he, that was the first game ever where I go, Dad, who do you want to win? Because every time I would always say that, he would just go, "I'll tell you after the game." That was the first time he ever said, "I want the Raiders to win." So here I'm a little kid. I'm. I remember I had like, I had like um, a plastic toolkit I got for Christmas, and I was playing along and I'm doing all this stuff. As soon as he said Raiders. Like, it was like one of those old movies where your head turns slowly. I'm like, and I stared at the TV for the entire time. I watched, it's the first thing, like, before you knew what ADHD was, it was the first time you might have thought I didn't have it because I actually paid attention to something start to finish. And, like, I've been a Raiders fan ever since. I love random fan, and there's so much potential here. Dan Patrick, who airs a few hours before us, does when a caller calls it. Calls in, they'll say 510-185. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll give their... Hu- Why if, didn't you give yours? I didn't call into their show. Is that what you're what asking? What are you? What are you? You're 6'3"? Right. What are you, we're 6'3"? Not, we're not. I'm not going to do your weight. You're like, you're taller than me, right? I'd say 6'2". I'm 6'2". You're taller than me. I think you're like 6'3". 199 is what I would have said for my weight. So you would have lied. 
So if you want to do random fandom, you can always do it on social media. Yeah. At WOFX980 on Twitter, our Facebook page, Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. I would love for this to be a thing. At the Jeff Levac on Twitter, L-E-V-A-C-K, at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. And I will open the phone lines thanks to our friends at Elevation 10,000. And at any point you want to elevate your brand and talk about your random fandom stories like Levac just told, that's opening you at 518-690-0980. 518-690-0980. I would like calls to start with that at some point. Corey, you're not allowed to do that because well, we are going to go through about four or five teams. But anybody else wants to do that random fandom story like LeVac, I love those stories. That's pretty cool. Here, I'll do Gaza's forum. I like all the teams that wear orange. Every team that's ever put on orange is my favorite team. Um, There's a lot of truth to that, sadly. <laughs> like... I'm just picking a random team here who also wore orange that I did root for at one point. Oregon State. Oh, they're orange. You know, I, I rooted for them just because they played Oregon in like the early 2000s. But again, the Orioles, the the creamsicle Buccaneers, even though it's not technically orange. It's a Syracuse. It's a color. It's a it's a shade of orange. I enjoyed the Knicks when Mello was on the team, but they were so bad when I was growing up. They were a little harder to root for. The Mets. You would think I would be a Met fan though, because they've got orange in it, and the Islanders as well. Well, who's to say you're not? I mean, you know, you should be. I'm an Albany Empire fan. They've got orange in their uniform. So, look, there are certain ways that that happens. So, yeah. I'm also a fan of the Empire. Remember, I hated they had orange. Remember when we started that? And then um, and then when the same guy who, uh, George, who, la- who launched the Empire was part of launching the Firewolves, the lacrosse team, I begged him. I was like, dude, just please, for once, no orange. Just don't use orange because all everything's got orange. He went red, so you know, hey, that's all red and gold now. <clears throat> all right, so the NFL schedule will be completely unveiled tomorrow night, eight o'clock. However, there has never been an NFL story of this nature where they don't leak something early. They have to. It's just they can't help themselves. They get too excited. Oh, l- let me ask you that before you continue on because I think that's an interesting point to sit on right there. Do you think it's the NFL leaking this? Do you think it's reporters? Oh no, it's one hundred percent the NFL because they're giving it so, to start. Okay, they're, they're giving the they're giving the overseas games. They're giving you some of the how you know, just a little little morsel, a little something to tide you over till tomorrow. Because you would feel like they shouldn't do that. Like you know, I, I get what you're saying. They're giving a the little appetizer. Like here's what you can expect tomorrow. Games will be played on certain weeks. Here's the international schedule. To me, when I see this stuff, there's two ways I thought the NFL did this this leak. One, you and I both sniff out. It's now intentional because. They don't want reporters to beat them to the punch. They want their own engagements. They want their own clicks and retweets. They're in business for themselves. And let's let them do it rather than somebody else. That's one. And two, what has happened over the past, what, five, eight years when this became a thing? The season ticket holders get the scoop first. So if you're a Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, if you're a Jets or Giants season ticket holder, there's a really good chance that you're going to get an email between now and 8 o'clock tomorrow that's going to tell you the home slate of games. Because they want to jump on this and be like, right. you're exclusive. You get to know the games before anybody else. Make sure to renew your season. The season ticket holders have been caught in this mix of, shh, don't tell us the games. Oh, no, I'll tell everybody right now. They just told me something. That's why there's been this leak, it feels like, more recently than ever before. Well, it's also very it's very tactical. Because if they just said, hey, full reveal tomorrow... On this show, we probably go, well, we know the Jets are going to play the Bills. We know the Bills, and then we're going to move on. But if you give us some games, we'll talk about it. We'll do a full conversation about it. How do you feel about the Jags in you know, England twice? Like we'll, all, we'll do all that stuff. 
and then we'll we'll push forward till tomorrow's show for them. So we they've given us enough content to make us preview the and and sell their show. I feel like they're manipulating us as broadcasters and radio hosts. Figure that out all by yourself, did you? <laughs> it only took a decade, huh? I feel there's, like they're on. I'm on to them now. There's nobody better at manipulating the media than the NFL. The 4:30 Friday news dumps. The they're just good at what they do. Um, <clears throat> first, uh, we got a little little New Year's Eve party, huh? Little little Bengals Chiefs, December 31st, week 17, 4:25 kick on CBS. See you later, bowl games. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, New Year's. If everybody's healthy, that's a huge matchup. I would say that is arguably already the best regular season game of the NFL schedule. All right, two best Ooh. teams, everything that's happened before. Bengals and Chiefs, you said it right. Like, what jumps out to me is who's the best in the entire NFL? Does Cincinnati still have Kansas City? All great storylines. Great game. It's definitely going to be up there, but I don't. The best? I mean, Eagles matchups got to be pretty high on the ladder, and the Jets are a huge matchup because of Rodgers. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, two of the young guns going toe-to-toe. Yeah, why not? If, okay. I, if I want to be spoiled, I would have said I'd like that game earlier in the season because because of injuries and everything else, you don't know if you'll get the best of the best by New Year's Eve. Well, we will we will find out together. We um we also know about the, uh, the overseas games, the Europe games. So week four, you got the Falcons at the Jags in London. The Jags are basically... London's team, you know, England's Cheerio, team. Right. Fish and chips. <clears throat> There's a lot of people overseas who don't, who didn't know that the Jags sucked forever, because the Jags would come there once a year, so people became Jags fans, and they would, and those are the kind of games historically, it's anybody's ball game because the travel and everything else, like it's just it's different than every other week. Um, I don't know if it's right that you've now kept them there because week four. They play the, they they host the Falcons in London, week five. They're at the Bills in Tottenham. So they're just hanging out there for two weeks, huh? Yeah, across the pond, just leaving Jacksonville over there. Okay. Like I'm glad that obviously I'm glad it's a home and in a way you only lose one home. You know, Bills fans lose a home, but it's you know it's it's over there. That's a heck of a matchup too. That's got to be up there for one of your best AFC matchups. Josh Allen and the Bills versus Trevor Lawrence and and the Jags. I think the Jags. This scares me about my Jags pick. I have the Jags at least in the AFC Championship this year, without seeing the schedule, because I just think I think they're that I think they're that good. I think they've come that far. I think Doug Peterson is that good of a coach. But now you're not going to play one, but two games overseas. Have we ever, from Darren Ravel to Mike McCarthy to all these guys who do the sports business, Daniel Wallach, he's more of a lawyer. Have we ever got the number of how much more of an increase the European games, the international schedule gets over an NFL home game? Is it that much more? Is it, what, again, random numbers here, I'm telling you. Is it $3 million more? Is it $10 million more? Because those stadiums sell out. You know, they're doing 80, 85, 90,000. They're not doing the American currency. I'm sure they're doing euros for a ticket. I'm just fascinated, and I would feel... Still disappointed for Jags fans that they're losing out on one home game and away game. The Bills, right? They're listed as the home team, as you said, in yep, that game. Yeah. So the Bills Mafia, we know that's going to sell it. I'm fascinated. Is it that simple of a money grab? Like, hey, the reason we do this is because we make $10 more million of dollars going to Tottenham in London and 
the O2 arena and everywhere else. If that's the reason, then I can argue with it. I've just never seen a number in almost a decade plus of this that say how much more they're making off these games. Well, is it is it the money they're making right now or is it the projected money by the fan bases that you now, you know, you you've begin to, you know, invade across the pond and kind of get get an idea of of how you can bring in, you know, new fans. And maybe that's I think that's probably part of it as well. Is just the chance to bring in new fan bases that you couldn't have touched before. But, you know, tis what it is. Uh, week six, Ravens at Titans, still at Tottenham. So Tottenham getting uh, Jags, Bills, and then a week later, Ravens, Titans. And then week nine, Dolphins, Chiefs in Frankfurt. Week 10, Colts, Pats in Frankfurt. Double Germany matchups, huh? The big Franks. Yeah. The problem I have with this is there always used to be like the reason the Jags went all the time is this they, they weren't they weren't good. It wasn't like it was like, oh, hey, you're you're making our season harder. They're like, oh, so you're gonna miss the playoffs by two games instead of one? You know, it's just you we know you're not going to the postseason. They're getting marquee squads now. The Jags are good. The Bills are one of the top teams in the NFL. The Ravens Lamar, OBJ, always have a stellar defense. Titans, stellar defense. You know, Two years ago, the best team, t- top seed in the AFC. Which I've never had faith in. Always been pretenders. Um, Dolphins, Chiefs, that could very well be a playoff game. And then, you know, Colts, Pats, that's, that's probably the one that actually belongs there. Do you have kickoff times listed there? Has the NFL posted those yet? Because... These international games have done the 9.30 kickoffs before to fit with the lunging crowd. And there's a chance they may not have posted times yet because of a flex schedule and everything else. I would be, hmm, I paused myself there. I was going to say I would be more interested in these games if they were standalone games because of these really good teams you've just mentioned. But oh, if they the get, just put them all out there now. Did he just shove them in the 1 o'clock window or 4 o'clock window? Because I'm trying to find out which way makes more success. Is the standalone better than the 930, or is it better in just sandwiched in between these games? I want to. I'm going to say standalone. But gosh, that 930 kickoff is weird. There's just so many of these games that are out now. Um, I don't see the times for them just yet. But I mean, there's so. Um, I know that Jags Bills is 930. Uh, the a.m. Uh, yeah, East Coast time. 930 a.m. East Coast. Um. Ravens Titans is nine thirty. It looks like most of them are nine thirty. Okay, so that standalone window they've got again. Yeah. All right, and then do you want more games? What else you got? You got a New York leakage right now. Um, well, yeah, but my doctor said don't talk about it. And if I keep taking my pills, I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Christmas Day. Oh, I've heard about this one. Four thirty on Fox. Company man. Um, Giants Eagles. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Giant fan. I want to hear from you as well on social media today. How do you feel about that game? Because that's your rival. And if you've hated the Eagles for years and decades, here you go. You get Philly, who could have won the Super Bowl last season, who's heading in a great direction as a franchise. New York's a playoff team last season. Philly wins the conference. Philly, Philly wins the division. And you get them. But on Christmas Day... Like well, a four thirty is tough on Christmas Day if you celebrate the holiday. Like that's the perfect dinner time. That's when the kids are playing with the, the presents. That's a tough four thirty window. Giants and Eagles. 
Well, yeah, but you just tell the kids flat out, hey, you know that you know that Escalade? Oh, the little Matchbox? No, I bought you an Escalade at eight years old. It's because I played on Christmas, okay? Shut up and enjoy your car. Um, you act full athlete over fan. I'm like more. Of the, I guess more of the fan. Oh, for I the bet. Fans? <laughs> the fans. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled. Imagine Saquon or Daniel hold on. Jones. You've yeah, got go ahead. big families. Yeah, You're parts of big families. Is there any chance on God's green earth you still want to talk to your family at that point in the day? <laughs> like 4:30 on Christmas. By then, like seriously, guys, if you're still at my house or if I'm still at yours, there better be something else going on. Because I've already caught up on your stupid life. You've already caught up on my stupid life. Listen, everybody knows about my stupid life right now. I literally had a guy who, it's a mutual friend of ours. I hadn't seen him forever. Comes up today. How is everything? And I just looked at him like, really? You don't read the paper? You don't, you don't hear the radio? You haven't seen the TV? Oh, that, that Antonio Brown thing's still bad? I'm like, ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really bad for me anymore, but it ain't good. It still sucks, and we still don't know who Antonio L. L. is. I'm going to put a little mark here and run that back in December for our holiday promos. <laughs> Merry Christmas from LeVac and Gons. Oh, don't worry. I'll do it again. <laughs> I'm sure I'll... We'll bring up Charlie Brown again, your boy. He sucks. Um, so, yeah, Christmas is good. How about, how about, you know who I got love and respect for right now? It's Prime. I just think this is beautiful. Like, what is, what is Amazon Prime? You know, it's... It's shopping. You know, they they've they've do the videos, they do the TV shows. But realistically, we all bought Amazon Prime for the free shipping. Let's 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 not pretend it's not about buying things, right? Who better to have a Black Friday game than Prime? Black Friday football brought to you by Amazon Prime. Like, come on. That is the most beautiful idea I've ever seen. Of all the things that have been laid out on this schedule so far, from the Christmas Day game with two big-time markets, heated rivals, to a New Year's Eve game, which I called quickly the best NFL game on the regular season schedule, to the standalone games, that right there is the one that I think will have the biggest impact for years to come, even more so than the international games. That Friday, post-Thanksgiving, what you used to get, you'd get like Texas, Texas A&M football, you'd get some Big 12 games. It's weird because it's like, Towards the end of the regular season, you might catch a rivalry game in that week. That will stick around forever, or as long as oh, I don't think that's 100%. ever going away. The that post Thanksgiving Day game is a great well, idea for Prime. You know what it is? It doesn't insult our intelligence. Like it's just, hey, we'd like you to spend money. Here's the football game during the football game on Black Friday. Not a real holiday, mind you. Like Valentine's Day for everyone. We want you to spend money on everyone you know because you got to go spend time with those losers on Christmas and watch that other game that's on, uh, from Fox. We want you to watch the game here. We're going to have promo codes all game for, for Cyber Monday, and why even go out on Black Friday? Stay home, watch Tua and the Dolphins take on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Come on, and while you're doing it, pick your phone up, buy some things. Run that baby like a ticker on ESPN. Roll those promo codes for five hours. Sweetie, love, come in here. We got another promo code. That TV's yeah. going. Hurry. All day long. Do it. And I know they already figured this out. Bezos has probably had this planned out for years. But, yes, that will be the best of all that stuff, that Friday game post-Thanksgiving. And when your drunk uncle or whoever goes, they're just trying to sell you stuff, just turn look right at him and go, Duh! Even Al Michaels, who seemed like he was tortured last oh. year doing the Amazon Amazon Prime games with 
as he called him Kurt Herb Street throughout the entire season. He said recently that they're going to quote make a gajillion dollars on that Friday game. Yeah, and it's it's just and again I like it because it doesn't insult like the the ones that do the whole no we're not trying to sell you things with all this million and billion dollars worth of advertising we're doing but hey if you want to buy our stuff go ahead no 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 prime's like no 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 we're here to sell you things and we have football would you like some football while you buy socks for your third cousin that you don't want to talk to would you like football while you order you know whatever it is you're going to need for the next couple weeks like when you when you stock up on roombas to give away to the family would you like football for that because we got it for you or hey for one of those Neanderthals who still goes and fights people on the way into the to the store at midnight, take a nap and then watch some football. And and while you're watching it, we even let you order local food. Like just, just, like I just, <laughs> I respect it. I respect the fact that they're not hiding what they're doing. I just just if you're gonna sell me, just sell me. Like I've literally given more money to people to panhandlers who say to me, "Hey, you got a dollar? I'm out of beer." Then I do people like, I haven't eaten in a month. I'm like, dude, there's rappers all around you, bro. Like, what, just, what do you need? What can you're, I do and you're me? using an English accent. Right, you're not fooling right. us here, and, buddy. And you got a half-empty bottle next to you. You're gonna, if you're going to buy booze with it, let's just talk it out. Let's just have a thing. But, like, this is – I just like, you know, I give, I give food to the, to the food kitchens because I want you to eat. I just want you to eat. Um, man, I had Jamal tell me I'm evil on Twitter. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not really sure what I did this time, but I'm evil. That was 15 minutes ago. And then Ryan, uh, Ryan, he's given us his random fandom. Uh, he's, a, he's a fan of the New Jersey Devils because he's originally from Jersey. Yankees because his grandfather was a Yankees fan. Jets because of Kermit the Frog. I think we need more info on that, Ryan. I don't remember Kermit playing for the Jets. I don't, I don't remember that. Copier J. Roden, Carolina Panthers. Those black and blue colors. I thought he, I didn't know he was a Panthers. Fan. I did not either. I like anybody I know who's a like. So my nephew's a Ravens fan because he wanted a team that didn't have a history. Like he wanted to pick his first team and kind of have it be around the same time he started paying attention. My daughter's a Ravens fan because she wanted to break my heart. But like, like I don't know a lot of Panthers fans. I don't. Hmm. Good. Well, copy or J. Weird dude. We're dude. Oh, he's random not a fandom. Weird. Send it in. He's we'll a fine person. I'm more confused about the Jamal comment. It's got to be about the Christmas hate. I you think have I was about your family. That or I was taunting you about something. Who knows? I mean, it could be anything. You know who? Uh, you know who thinks I'm evil now, my friend? Rodents and insects. <laughs> Take I, that! I have brought in the big guns, and by guns, I mean technology and smarts, my friends. Because uh, earlier today, Tim from USX Pest Control stopped by my house. We did it. He we walked around. And he goes, all right. Where are you? Where do you think your trouble spots are? I'm like, well, I get little ants in this room. And he goes, oh well, let me look. He goes, okay, those are called sugar ants. I told him how it was. He knew instantly what they were. He, I'm like, you know, if there's cat food or if, God forbid a chip ends up under. I don't have a dog anymore, so chips end up under the furniture. It happens. And they'll gather. And he goes, those are those are probably sugar ants. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna seal up this out here and blah blah. blah and then I'll recommend some other things to to help with that. Uh, what about this? I go, I, I know there were bats in my attic at one point. Okay, let's go up there. He explains to me how he can tell how long ago a bat was in my attic based on the poop, on the bat poop. No way. So if it's 
if it's still squishy and he had like a, a knife, then it's like relatively recent. But because all they eat is insects, if it's over six months old, it'll basically disintegrate if you touch it. They're so, giving you a lot of details. Dude, I'm telling you, but it, was <laughs> it like, works. But you know what the important part of it is? Is now I know when they when they get back to me with exactly what USX Pest Control is going to do to uh, to to do the non chemical exclusion for my house and what they want to do for the yard to keep the you know ticks and everything away. I know why they're doing what they're doing. It's not just some random dude rolling up and going, "See your neighborhood, and if you sign up now." I'll give you a discount for the rest of your life, but you got to do it every day and you got to kill everything that ever walked in your yard that isn't on two legs. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do any of that. So when Tim's explaining everything to me, and by the way, Tim is the nephew of our friend Jay who works over at the Schenectady County Community College. Whoa. Small world. <laughs> um, but it was just, he just explained it all to me. He's like, and he's like, listen, all the stuff I'm seeing, it looks like you've done a pretty good job and your, your cat guard from years ago is holding up really well. But there are things like that we can do to make it better and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, rock and roll, have at it, my friend. So he's going to put everything together, get back to me, let me know exactly what it's going to be. But it was that it was under an hour, and I understand what he's doing. And that was very, very cool. So you can schedule your free inspection now at usxpest.com, usxpest.com. Schedule your free inspection, and then you know, learn a little bit and know exactly what they're going to do for your house, thanks to USX Pest Control. Don't miss Clean Car Month now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get superior coverall tire shine, two for $18. Get details at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Brett Kitchen, best-selling author and star in a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept I call the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollars saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even people who are on on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better retirement with less money, call to get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Baby Boomer Dilemma, at 1-800-506-2020. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you'll get it completely free, plus two hours of bonus behind-the-scenes footage. I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now, 1-800-506-2020. That's 1-800-506-2020, 1-800-506-2020. What I would tell people is that you don't have to be in pain anymore. Meet Dr. Justin Garzone, medical director at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in using advanced regenerative medicine to give people lasting relief from chronic joint pain. What's exciting is that I get to see patients with our treatments actually get better. Have you discovered regenerative medicine? It's an all-natural way to use the power of your own body to restore and repair damaged tissue. We're using things that are already in your body, and we're simply concentrating them and then put it in an area of your body that you're having the pain so that your body can start the regenerative process, the healing process. For pain in your knees, hips, back, shoulders, don't assume the old treatments are the only treatments. Avoid drugs and surgery and get lasting relief. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 838-900-3360. That's 838-900-3360. 838-900-3360.
Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game-day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you with supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fox Sports 980 and 95.9 FM. Jamal was making, he said I was evil because I made the comment about my father's current, uh, I can't say living arrangement, where he's staying, we'll say. Uh, <laughs> For the long term? Yeah. You know. Pretty dark. Long internment. Um, all right. So, I got to tell you, I don't have a lot of faith in the Knicks this evening. I wore my Knicks hat. I'm excited. I'm going to push for him. Ooh, cheer for him. a fresh Knicks hat, oh, by the way. We oh, were yeah. talking about a bunch of stuff before oh, the show. That is a beauty, look oh, yeah. Look at that thing. I, you know me. I got to have – I got. I love my hats. But I can't – the only thing I did is I went low profile. I think I wish I had just done the regular hat. No, it looks good because usually you've – since I've known you, it's been Yankee, Raider, or Empire. With the, in the, I've never seen the Knick hat come out, and it is Jamal. We I haven't talking had about one it? in forever. Oh, Jamal, it is nice. We have to send him a pic. DM but him. But Roll it's in the there. black. It's the black with the Nick stuff on it, which makes it really good. Um, but like, you know, I'm gonna root for him. I'm gonna cheer. I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hope I'm wrong. But I saw nothing that led me to believe that the Knicks are gonna come out tonight and just handle business. Like I just nothing I saw makes me think. That this is the game where I go, you know what? Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I, I think you're going to see. This is what I predict for this game. <clears throat> I think Miami's going to push them around a little bit. It's going to be back and forth first quarter, second quarter. It's going to start to p- fall apart a little bit. Historically, this season the Knicks are are very slow coming out in the second half. I think they're going to come out slow. They're going to get their lunch eaten, and they're going to give up, and they're going to get. Just beat down. You're going to see them. The shoulders are going to be slumping. They're not going to be fighting for rebounds. You know, Tibbs is going to pull the four hairs left on his head out, and that'll be it, and the season will be over. Game seven's the most exciting thing in all of sports because it's do or die, win or go home, all that stuff that makes the game seven series, that final game, so exciting. Game one is probably number two. Just because of the excitement of the buildup, we get to watch the matchup. What is this going to bring for us as sports fans? So seven and one are in that excitement. Game five stinks. Like I, I try to evaluate this game. I think a lot of the stuff you said there is spot on. That the Knicks' effort is going to eventually be tested by Miami, who is shown in this series to out hustle the Knicks, beat them on the fifty-fifty balls when it matters the most, and you need to hit the shots. Miami's done all that. However, if you are a Knicks fan and you are a Knicks player tonight. You have to have the mindset of the season ends if we lose because that's the truth. But dot, 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 do you play all the way through? Like, do you gas yourself for game six and game seven? This is where this weird, awkward dance happens in a game five where obviously, no duh, you want to win. You want to play hard. You want to continue your season. But this is where you've got that 3-1 lead and your Miami get to get comfortably like, all right, go ahead. Go ahead and force yourself in the fourth quarter. Go ahead and take a big shot in the fourth quarter. Gas yourself out. We'll see you in game six and we can close it out. 
I hope it's entertaining. I hope it's good. Miami's given me every reason to pick them tonight besides them just putting their foot off the gas a little bit. But that might not even be enough tonight for the Knicks. Um, based on who we're talking about, there's no reason on God's green earth to believe that the Knicks would play the fourth quarter in such a way as to put save some gas for for a game six. Tibbs hasn't played bench players all year. Why would he start now in a must-win situation? And yes, I don't have to ask you. This is a must-win, okay? This is an elimination game. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't see any scenario where I think if the Knicks are winning, they're gonna they're just gonna pour it on. They're just gonna pour it on and be done with it, and hope you demoralize them, get some rest, and get ready to get back after it. You know why that thought even popped in my head? I know this is what happens when you go back into the afternoons and you're talking at four o'clock, and our podcast audience is hearing us a little bit later on because the talking point today, in the middle of the week in May, about the NBA playoffs that has another series that's at three one right now, the Warriors and the Lakers, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. But the biggest talk today from a national voice was that should the Lakers sit their starters in game five against Golden State? That was a serious conversation that was happening. And people were taking the quote. I won't say the person's name because it's too stupid. Lakers sit starters in game five. No, no. Somewhere, Mike and Schenectady walked and said Saquon Barkley should sit the remainder of the season. So takes like Lakers should sit starters in game five could run. We have not gone there, but I, that's exactly why I jumped in my head about the Heat thing. Because now everyone's talking about load management and managing minutes and making sure everybody... It's even affected me now. And that's why my take was about the Heat taking their foot off the gas. You're right. None of that makes sense with Jimmy Butler or Eric Spolstra or the Heat culture. None of it. But because now we want to have to take about the Lakers taking more rest on the national media. It's filtered into my poor brain. Yeah, but... I'm glad we both agree you have a poor brain. Um, no, it's it. This is this is it though. But I will say there is there is one other thing that's got me feeling like okay, and it's the fact that it's almost over for Boston too. Like Boston's toast. It's over. That loss last night, one fifteen, one hundred three. Boston looked bad. Boston looked so bad that people are talking about breaking up the team again. Like that's that's how bad Boston looked. Like not. <laughs> There was a point where you're like, well, maybe we've got to do some things. We've got to move some guys around. We got to, you know, can we really, can we really have, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the same team? I don't, I don't think they work well together. I don't think they want to play together. And that all went away when they overachieved last year and went to the finals. When they underachieved this year and lose to the 76ers in six, it's all coming back, baby. I give Boston still a better chance to win this series than Phoenix just because Phoenix is – I'm talking about Phoenix versus Denver. Phoenix is – I, I don't think Phoenix is going to win this series. No. Uh, I think it will either be Philadelphia or Boston. They're down 3-2 like the Celtics right now. Their shooting pace with Booker and Durant just can't it, – it's historic. It just can't continue to happen night in and night out. And because they're not getting enough help from – Denver missing any shots. I know game one, the, the, the criticism of Phoenix has been they can't miss. Eventually, it's going to catch up to them. Denver's played great. Back to the Celtics thing. When I think about the Boston Celtics, it feels like the Knicks, in comparison here, are Boston light. They have a superstar in Jason Tatum. Is it Randall? Is it Brunson? Well, we know that Brown's a good number two. Maybe both <laughs> Randall and, and Brunson are both good, really, number twos. That's what Jalen Brown's been. But once it's past those two, can a Boston Celtic fan, both pretty good on defense, 
Who can you look to on that roster and say, okay, they're going to hit a big shot when we need it. They're going to get the series going for us. Boston's better than the Knicks, but it's a very similar team. Two really good players. You need a big shot. Nobody stepped up. They play really good defense. And the other team they've been playing up against has figured it out quicker. And Philly, real quick, how do, should they get credit for trading Ben Simmons? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that driving in today. I'm like, you know, people don't give Philly enough credit for doing the Ben Simmons trade because it's worked out really well for the franchise. But then again, maybe they shouldn't because they drafted him. They gave him a huge contract. And eventually they said, hey, you know that guy we thought our whole future was about? He sucked. He's got to go. You did kind of think he was the answer, but you got rid of him and it's worked out really well. But you brought him in to be, when you brought him in, everybody wanted to bring him in. Yeah. And you brought him in to be the Robin to Embiid's Batman. And, you know, he should have been that. He, You couldn't have predicted just how far off the rails he would go mentally. Because I really don't, I still don't believe his, his problem on the court is physically. Like, I know he can't shoot and all those other things. I think that's in his head. I think, I think he's, I think he's got the yips, but on a, on a monumental, like life level, not just, you know, can't hit a shot. He's, I think he's on a life level. He's got whatever the, whatever the technical, like you should be treated by a physician who has your best well being at heart, whatever that term is, that is the yips. That's what Ben Simmons needs. You can't predict the yips. That's just the, that's just impossible. So I, I'm not mad at the 76ers about that at all. Let me ask you this before, and I know I know we're up against it. Knicks, Celtics both get bounced this round. Celtics are a disappointment. Knicks are, are, are a success if you take the fandom out of it. Yes. So there you go. Knicks are better than the Celtics. Thank you very much. I feel good about everything. Oh, <laughs> feels better. You know, the only thing, the only thing that makes sin at home when you when you don't feel like you should be any better is knowing that your most hated rivals right there too. That's what like when you when you line up when the Knicks get out there and they start getting on the golf course and they're like, "Man, it sucks. I wish we were still playing." And then right behind them is Marcus Smart and, and, and Tatum and everybody and is like, "Huh. Ain't that bad. Ain't that bad. We we were supposed to be here. You weren't. I love it." I'm excited. I'm also very excited because I'm looking out the window right now. My beautiful Mohawk Chevy Silverado. Love, love, love my truck. Um, my daughter drives a Mohawk Chevy. My friends are all driving Mohawk Chevy. My, my day job over at Tech East, we started bringing in Mohawk Chevys. Like, it's just, it's everywhere I go, I bring the Mohawk love with me, and it's really easy. It's one of those things where, like, you go around the office, and you're like, wow, LeVac's really good at his job. He does this, he does this. He talked us all into going to Mohawk Chevrolet, and it's like, yeah, I talked you into going to a place that is a state-of-the-art facility run by people who absolutely love what they do and, uh, you know, got you talking to some of the smartest, best people I've ever met. Yeah, I'm a genius. I know nothing. I just know people. So that's how I get things done. And the people I know are at Mohawk Chevrolet. And if you want to love your vehicle the way I love my vehicle, the way my daughter loves her vehicle, whether it be a truck, a car, whatever, I'm saying the Silverado's amazing selection of them right now. Great prices, everything you need to get into the vehicle you want. They'll even buy your ride from you without you buying a ride from them. If you got to get over to Mohawk Chevrolet, find new roads to Mohawk Chevrolet where they always go out of their way to please you. This report is sponsored.